0: About um, three months ago, when I came to London, uh, my twin sister and I decided to go to this gig together and to save up on some time, and also because I was unemployed at the time, so I had all the time in the world, um, we decided to meet up at her workplace. Now, she works in the city. Uh, My twin sister, Ina, works in FinTech. If you don't know what that means, join the club because I'm still unsure myself. Um, Now, why is this relevant? When I got out of the tube station through one of the 11 exits that were available, um, this is a bank, by the way, um, I felt like I had stepped into a completely different world. Here I was with my frisky hair, uh, my frizzy hair, actually, and my oversized mustard yellow scarf just stepping out, feeling like a hippie or a hipster, among a sea of suits. And I felt very out of place very, very quickly. Um, I think there's actually a picture of me um, or of something like that to help you visualize my discomfort. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if they realized that I was or felt like a rooster on sticks, but that's definitely what went on. Inside me. Now, <clears throat> why is this relevant? I'm 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 sharing this because I'm curious if you've ever had a moment like that, where you felt like completely at odds with everything around you, and like really not belonging. We're looking at the story of Zacchaeus today, and um, we're just going to briefly see who, who Zacchaeus was, um, who was around, and. Um, basically, what is our takeaway from this? Um, before I get into too many details and bore you with too much Old Testament um, history, um, I do want to give a little bit of context because I believe that this story is actually quite shocking and has a very, very strong message for us to take away. Um, back in those days, the Jewish people were under Roman oppression. What that meant was that they could worship their god, in our case, now we see it as the Christian God, Um, but they had to pay the taxes and listen to the rules and regulations of the the Romans, who by the way worshipped other gods at the time. Now um, among those people there had to be a number of special chosen, specially chosen, but also people who were happy to do a job that the Romans didn't want to do. The Romans wanted to take the money from the Jewish people, they wanted to take the taxes, but they didn't want to concern themselves with getting in between the mucky business. So they would choose some people, aka tax collectors in our story, uh, to have them get the money from their own people. Now how was that received by the other Jewish people? The other Jewish people weren't too happy about that. And I'm going to tell you a little bit why. I want us to do a little imagination exercise. Say you are a Jewish person. Now, the narrative, the story of your people, of your nation, starts with an inheritance. Some big chunk of land is given to you and your people by God. And there's a big promise that's been made to you. It says that God is going to be your God forever and ever. And not only yours, but also to your children and your children's children and to all of the other descendants that are about to, that are going to come after you. Now, through a series of rather unfortunate events uh, that seem to be forgotten a lot, um, your people get overruled and enslaved for hundreds of years. Now, the way that you manage to cope and get through with life, knowing that you have a promise, but going through reality, which is you're actually being made a slave, the way that you cope with this is by having some special people called prophets remind you that it's okay because, look, God said that there will be a man, a savior, and a king coming uh, to basically rescue and break the chains and make you a free people because by God, justice needs to be made because you've suffered enough. You've gone through the desert. You've, gone, you've been under the Egyptians. You've been under the Romans. Enough is enough. And you get a sense of expectation and anticipation through that because those people at the time have Jesus. So here's this man who is doing, making miracles, who is healing people, multiplying things. And they almost get a bit of a sense of wait, could, could this be it? Could, could this be the guy that they're talking about? You're excited about it. You're not really sure if you're completely all in in that, but you're definitely definitely eager for something to change and happen. Now, an amazing thing about this Jesus man is that he also flipped some tables, which gave an interesting insight to the Jewish people to to basically say, hey, this guy could actually maybe be ready to fight. He might be one of those people that is going to go against the oppressor and save us all. Now, hold this tension for one moment. And as you're trying to imagine the sense of expectation, think about what the Jews, the other Jews might be feeling. In particular, think about Zacchaeus. We're flipping the tables a little bit. One important clue, and one important thing about the tax collectors that we need to hold of, hold on to is the fact that they were also Jews, right? The Romans were picking them specifically. Why is this important? It is important because Zacchaeus would have been a Jew that would have been brought up with the same stories. He would have had the same sense of inherited longing and promise of a better world. So he would have heard the same stories growing up and have it fairly ingrained in his mind that his people are not like the Romans. However, Zacchaeus chose an entirely, a completely different route for himself. Not only did he not join the cause of the rest of the Jews, but he associated himself with the Romans, who were the oppressors. Now, at that time, tax collectors, and particularly chief tax collectors, as Zacchaeus was, were renowned for making money off of others, for taking advantage of people, and worst of all, getting away with it. So he became the oppressor and the traitor. So back to our story. Not only was Zacchaeus doing the most selfish and base thing, hurting his own people, but he's also got the audacity to be around them. I mean, I get it. You're corrupt and a scum, but you're sticking to your quarters, aren't you? You're staying with your own people, with the Romans in your own place. What have you to do with the rest of us following our rabbi, and our Jesus, and our teacher? Not only is he around the crowd, but he somehow feels okay to get on that tree. Now, I knew I was the rooster in that picture. That's why I felt like. I wanted so desperately to, to be seen as a flamingo. Zacchaeus didn't seem to be too bothered with that. He climbed that tree like there was no tomorrow. So in this tension, in this tension, in this segregation, where we have two different opposing parties, yeah, Jesus comes in in the middle of the story and in his infinite love and wisdom he does something utterly shocking he calls Zacchaeus by name he acknowledges him he makes it obvious he knows who he is and yet he totally and utterly humanizes him he doesn't use an impersonal word or address. Hey you, shorty, that, that one over there. He calls him by his name. He doesn't distance himself from Zacchaeus and what he represents. He doesn't make the gap that's already massive between these two groups even wider. Now, instead, in front of everybody else who didn't have time for Zacchaeus, in front of everybody else, Jesus calls him, him by his name and basically invites himself over. Now, in the point of view of Zacchaeus, um, well, all he knew was that he wanted to see Jesus. That's what we see in verse 3. He just wanted to see Jesus. What he doesn't realize is that all that time, he was also being seen, known, and sought. So I wonder for you, if you're feeling like Zacchaeus, maybe, like completely out of sorts, completely like not quite clean enough, worthy enough, good enough, can you see that instead of being banished, you can be met I love. I wonder if if you feel like a Zacchaeus tonight. Can you see that Jesus is seeing you? Can you see that and understand actually that this is the God that we worship? One that welcomes people with open arms. The last verse in in the passage basically says that he came to seek. And save the lost. Now, on the other hand, what must of the crowd felt? So we, we see what Zacchaeus himself might have felt, but what most of the crowd felt when they heard God, Jesus' appeal? He too is a son of Abraham. That's what Jesus said. Abraham was the father of the nations, Abraham was the man to whom. God made the promise at the beginning that he would be their God. Now, if I had been in the crowd, I must have felt, surely not Jesus. I mean, come on, if you really know who this guy is, you're definitely not invited. If if there's anybody here that's actually worthy of the honor of having Jesus over at their house, but definitely not that guy. I mean, okay, maybe maybe not me, but it's definitely not Zacchaeus. You could not be a liar and a stealer and a cheat. No, not, not somebody as corrupt and horrid as Zacchaeus. I want us to take a couple of seconds and just think for a moment. Is there anybody like Zacchaeus maybe in your life? Can you think of anybody that could, maybe um, a rebel, rogue sibling, a brother or a sister, who is constantly saying all the wrong things and doing all the wrong things? Maybe a a work colleague or a schoolmate who is so incredibly obnoxious and self-centered Somebody who is unapologetic, maybe, about how they are and who they are. Who know that they've wronged you. There's no doubt about it. I know I have some examples. I'd like us to widen that circle, maybe, from our family or from our immediate people and think if there's anybody that we, as a nation, or collectively, despise. cannot stand. I'm curious if there's anything that comes to mind, or rather what comes to mind when you hear the name Matt Hancock. Or maybe Boris Johnson. I'm not English, so for me it's easy to say this. Now, How would you feel, how would we feel if our Jesus, the one that we love and adore, the one that is so personal and so all-loving and always good and kind, pays more attention to Matt Hancock than to me? How would we really feel? Would we honestly be okay to see that kind of reckless love? shown on to other people. I wonder, can we accept that we are the 99 left behind? Because I feel like when we look at Psalm 23 or other passages that have this view of God the shepherd looking for the lost lost sheep, we're okay with identifying ourselves with the sheep because that's a love story, isn't it? God pursuing people. But when it comes to be our turn, to be the ones that are, Behind and God's, Jesus is pursuing somebody else. I'm not so happy about that. Can we show the same level of acceptance? Can we understand that God is a God of reconciliation? Now, we've looked at these two ways, right? At least these two ways of seeing the, the story one in, from the perspective of Zacchaeus and one from the perspective of the crowd. Maybe you yourself tonight here are neither nor. Maybe, maybe actually if you're really honest, you don't really get what the fuss is all about. It's not that shocking. Short man climbing a tree to see Jesus, so what? If that doesn't necessarily puzzle you or raise, make you, I don't know, give any kind of reaction, I would take that into consideration. I would maybe encourage you to take a moment and ask yourself, why did she say that it should be shocking and I'm not shocked? Am I missing something? But then can I also encourage you to continue to show up, even if it doesn't necessarily do anything for you now? I'd like to throw the the, the challenge or the encouragement for you to continue to be present. Maybe the fact that you're here tonight is a way of following the crowd. Maybe for you it literally feels like climbing a tree. Because it's not really been easy being back here. I'm just going to leave you with a question and a thought. I'd just like you to ask yourself if you can see Jesus from where you're at now, and if you can see that you yourself are being sought, pursued. He came to seek and save the lost.